bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews Hey, party people. Welcome to another episode of Spoiled Movie Reviews on the Blackout Tips Premium Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rod, joined today by my co-host, Karen. And we are here to talk about a movie that you've either seen, don't ever plan on seeing, or don't care about us spoiling because we spoiled the movie. And today's movie is My Hero Academia Heroes Rising now of course you guys know how we do these reviews we're gonna start with the trailers we saw before the movie because we actually saw this at the movie theater then we're gonna review the movie what we like what we didn't like score from zero to five and then finally we will uh read your feedback we got feedback on the photograph and birds of prey um so let's get into it the trailers um now i feel like they we were running a little late so i don't know if they ran less trailers before this movie because it's you know anime movie right um well they they definitely ran less trailers because the movie got started within like 15 minutes right and normally with trailers like it's about 30 minutes now yep so uh there were four trailers that we got to see um and i think we may have seen most of these before Mm -hmm. mulan yeah i'm going to see that one new mutants uh, yeah I don't she's going know. to see that one too <laughs> right uh i don't know that trailer looks better and better but i just can't imagine that movie being good oh, i same. mean it's that fox blueprint and i mean right and they done pushed it back 45 times yeah i uh, guess it was like we got to finish product so we might as well put the shit out i guess i have to watch one more movie just to finish out the fox you know we don't see we don't see them all ain't we yeah that'll finish all the fox mutant movies for me i think i would have seen all of them in the theater yes sir uh spongebob is got a new movie coming out i will be going to see the movie theater i'm definitely gonna see when it hit nickelodeon and scooby-doo has a a movie like a prequel scooby-doo i won't be seeing that i can't fuck with this scooby-doo at all because i can understand this nigga yeah yeah you know me yeah you normally like i can understand him like he was doing more than just speaking like and that kind of stuff like he was speaking complete sentences Mm -hmm. like it was like i i don't get it i i mean are they gonna say like a speech he got hit with a stroke halfway through the film and that's why the scooby-doo talk like that now because he don't talk like that as an adult nope but apparently young scooby-doo was out here just 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 mm, talking just in complete yakking sentences. him up <laughs> just just talking him to death like it wasn't even like that like rope raggy it was short sentences yeah, yeah it was like uh i don't know i don't know shaggy maybe we should go down to the store and look up some clues it's like dude this is not how scooby used to talk what is mm-mm, happening mm-mm. the poor kids okay <laughs> back in my day dogs didn't know how to talk without cute speech impediments yeah and also maybe this might be a bias but um let me see thelma which one is thelma one with the glasses velma velma 
that's the one with the glasses right mm-hmm. yeah she not thick because i'm you know i'm used to her being a little well bit they children in this one right oh okay, okay so they okay. all kids so okay i wasn't even thinking like that you perv no um, no because no initially when i seen it i thought they were going to kind of go into adults but yeah like you said it dog children i wouldn't even think about that yeah so it was uh it was it was just like and i think they may have had them as adults in uh okay like in the future like i think they showed them like in the present this is what they look like and then in the past they was kids right so i wasn't even paying attention so you know she might not have been it might have been like a not thick velma which makes no sense Mm -mm. um but yeah it just it was a total no for me but i don't have kids and you know kids probably watch tv with the new scooby doing stuff they might like it oh they might love it all right my hero academia heroes rising let's get into it guys um so this movie takes place after the fourth season of my hero academia um uh and it's the follow-up film to my hero academia two heroes um and uh it takes place on and basically the for summer break or something the kids from the 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 school are sent to an island to do a basically like work study program where they don't have any adult supervision so there's no hero supervision all might's not coming with them and so um they go to this low population uh crime island called nabu yeah very safe place and it's 20 of the class members of class 1a mm-hmm. and um they're just chilling during the hero work recommendation project there's no crime there's, yeah, they're doing simple stuff like uh fixing shit and right. like finding cats and trees right they run into a pair of precocious young children who um who are uh very um like they like they make they mess with the heroes they they give them missions and then the sister tries to prove she's trying to prove to her younger brother that the heroes ain't shit and we find out because their father ha- is like uh their mother's gone their father i think mother died she died yeah. their father is like away on business all the time and um the son had the son has a quirk the same quirk as his father but he doesn't want to um she the sister doesn't want want the the son the 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 sister doesn't want her brother to grow up and be try to be a hero so um so you got that going and of course in the background there's this escape where uh some villains break uh a government experiment or not even government but this just experiment uh experimental um super powered villain named nine out of captivity and then his quirk is he can steal everybody else's quirk it's just like one for uh, i think all for For one one. Mm -hmm. um and so since he can since he can do that um he basically uh the only problem is he has a limit to his power where he starts almost like deteriorating and uh he's basically trying to find uh somebody with a quirk that can heal him and make it so that he can he doesn't get tired and his face and skin start cracking and shit yeah and they i think i think it was something like they had to have like a tight b blood yeah and so uh so yeah so we so that's basically the the synopsis of the plot you know to get us started um let's talk about what we like about this movie oh oh, and of course you know spoilers we do spoil the movie uh bakugo and and 
midoriya have to uh use all for one together at the same time which answers a question i asked karen probably a couple months maybe a month or so ago we was just going out to dinner so now i know the answer uh but uh mm-hmm. yeah it was it was cool so uh give me something you liked something i like about it the version we had i thought it was gonna be in english but it was uh subbed yeah but one thing i did like about it even though it was subbed, it was still easy to follow it was a very wordy i don't know if that makes sense it wasn't like so many words at the bottom that you literally couldn't follow they kept it simple where you can literally just follow along uh because uh we've watched the majority of it and we know the characters and things like that some things you can just automatically pick up on you know because you're just used to the i know for me because i'm used to the characters it was also kind of cool seeing like their voices right we, the we've never heard them in the original yeah version. the original anime um so that was kind of cool to see like oh this is what they sound like and you know aaron uh from black astronauts podcast is right you know midoriya doesn't sound as whiny in the uh sub in the dub the sub version right um the thing i liked the progression of all the heroes they did such a good job with this story it's an hour and 40 something minutes i fucking love how they let all 28 one uh class 1a uh students get some shine mm-hmm. like you know because in the last one i not that i didn't like two heroes i did but it was so midoriya all my bakugo uh bakugo focused that it felt like everybody else was definitely like almost a c or d level character compared to them yeah because they was basically oh you're right because at first it was just supposed to be midoriya and then everybody else came but you really didn't see them after a certain point yeah and then and they only really get to use their powers and stuff in that last battle Mm -hmm. um but the last battle is kind of like all might midoriya and bakugo against that uh one for all i think Mm -hmm. was the main villain in that one and so in this one they had these secondary villains that um they weren't just like placeholders where it only took like a a minute to beat them like these they had their own like what would have been like an episode of the show type fights like 10 minute fights between and like three or four students fighting each one and they fought the they fought the the secondary villains twice so it was uh it was actually real cool uh to me i think it was um chimera slice and mummy um and those those are the villains they fought but so because they fought each one kind of separately everyone all the students when they broke into groups all of them got a chance to like really shine and be like yeah so uh we're gonna push you out to your limits and that way we got to see their progression you know like i was really impressed by um uh what's my man's name it's like talk talk tokiyami the he's the one that has the crow face uh, the raven face and he, mm-hmm. he darkness makes his powers he like he he advances power levels on the low and like seeing it in this form where he was like fighting in a cave in the darkness he had like these razor blade things he was holding like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff was really cool for me i love just the storytelling just how they told the story how they progressed the story how they kind of intertwined children and made the children very very important and how the uh i love the way particularly the the boy that had the the uh, quirk i loved his enthusiasm and how he just looked up to them Mm -hmm. and 
also i love the fact that uh you can see growth in bakugo you can see like his growth he it's not the same but is he has the similar thing that vegeta has where he's actually really soft and kind now he actually does care but you know on the outside you know he's like oh i'm gonna fuck shit up which is who he really is like that's the core of his character but he's he's not like this hardcore uh heartless character well what i like about bakugo and um and midoriya's relationship in this one midoriya really simplified it he was like bakugo wants to be wants to defeat the biggest villain so he can protect the people and i want to protect the people by defeating the villain so like we I, actually got the same goal yeah and and but i actually like that like that that like he's a hero too but it's just a different way mm-hmm. of being a hero like right. he wants to take out the biggest threat and i want to just protect the people and sometimes that means i'm gonna have to take out the biggest threat correct um and so especially you know that relationship was really special uh i'll just add i'll just piggyback off of yours to say that's mine is the relationship between bakugo and midoriya it was cool seeing it explored without all might or any like uh, adult supervision guidance like seeing just them two on their own and how they interacted with the other people and how they interacted with each other and how big it was with that when that final fight and when midoriya realized he had to share all for one i mean one for all with um with um with bakugo and you can see it on both of their hands like midoriya is such a hero that he realized this is the only way we can defeat nine and he was willing to give it up but bakugo hates help so right he was like if i can't do it on my own power i'm just not strong enough yeah like like you know midoriya is always like feeling guilty about the fact he's not strong enough or he can't do it he feel like he's letting everybody down but bakugo felt like i i lowered myself to even fight with you in the first place i i want to be everyone by myself get all the credit take all the risk and so when they were losing and this was the only thing they could do um that that meant so much more watching four seasons of the show knowing this relationship and going oh man like this is the last thing bakugo want to do is take help but when once they did it and i think he also probably gained the respect for midoriya too because like he's seen how that shit ravages your body to use that quirk like he was hurt all over at the end so yeah i just love that relationship yeah and, and to kind of piggyback on what you're saying because you, you have like you know all these seasons it it takes you back to before they got their licenses and all that stuff how all might have forced them to work together the first time and how they just was just falling out and you know bakuko was just headstrong but if you go back and you look at this last fight he just worked it was like an automatic oh we're working together so bakuko go go, flies off i go say you know me i dive in he ain't paying no attention i kick him out the way but i ain't get your hand to the guy like Mm -hmm. if he just did little things that before he would just ignore the fuck out of and just allowed him to get hurt but he understands the bigger purpose and it's like he also uses Bakugo's strength for the purpose of beating the villain. Like, he'll go, well, I do want to take out the largest villain. 
i don't mind your assistance to a point but when it comes to the final blow like i want to be the one to take the final blow like i under i understand the concept of teamwork now because before he was like a fuck a team but now he understands the concept of teamwork but he's like i don't care about the teamwork once it comes to a certain point right so uh yeah that was that your your point or did you want to do another oh one? Well, another thing i want to say, it was so colorful i love the colors um i love the colors of the, of the island i loved uh the colors of like particularly the final fight boss it oh it made me think so much of dragon ball z uh just the way that the colors was just very bright particularly bakugo and midoriya how their colors were just one was red and one was like a bluish color and how their colors just stood out and their eyes and and you could just tell the the transformation i really just love the 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 color of even even things being destroyed was colorful it was just very uh uh colorful and and uh, beautiful to the eyes yeah they really went out in the last fight with the colors and i think um nine as a villain felt like a dragon ball z villain at times especially when they were broke down like hey um like when he there was a point where they had him on the ropes when they were fighting together and they were breaking through his defenses and then he just said something like can you i i like i'm really gonna let it in like this and then he just like broke out of his like life support system and was flying and had energy shooting out of everywhere it was just like amazing and um uh that was another thing i wanted to say i liked was the villains and yes sir um i wanted to kind of instead of doing the traditional like i'm just going to talk about uh the villains and all that stuff i kind of wanted to ask like what's your favorite of the other villains because i think you know nine was the main villain but he wasn't my favorite one Mm-mm. my my favorite villain was the wolf dude chimera chimera now chimera in uh folklore is uh, like a lot it's like a, a mixed animal it's like a uh i think it's like an eagle's head a lion's body um uh was that a griffin uh like a dragon's tail or something it's like but anyway it's a creature made up of other powerful creatures and that's why he had all those powers and okay, could do all that shit and see I, I and i didn't know that i i i i i think i really loved uh i'm kind of gonna mix two of mine together i love him because he made me think of uh watching this movie made me think of video game mm-hmm. because they would fight him fight him fight him fight him and all of a sudden his pattern changed yeah then they fight him fight him fight him then he level up then they fight him fight him fight him and he leveled up again you know type of thing is and, and so it really made me think of a video game and my mode. favorite part about the fight with him there's that's a good 15 minute fight we don't see midoriya or bakugo Mm-mm. so you know like i said in the original movie as much as i loved it i feel like that was the one thing i would have said it kind of down on the movie maybe was like it's real bakugo it's really about bakugo midoriya and all might and then this one i was like it's about all of them because that they that like you don't even see bakugo and like what they up to in that 15 minutes it's just them fighting and when they triumph over him like that shit was so dope like that 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 attack where um they froze the inside of him what and you and, and you can tell just with the group because like i said you've been following them for four seasons 
they know how to work as a team right like like t- you could put any of those 20 people together and and they're all like oh oh we got a team you know like they're like oh we could work with anybody like in- anybody on any team because you know they was divided up in teams they could have mixed that up and actually ended up with different results but still winning well they've gone through so much together at this point in school that they all have levels of teamwork together but it was just cool seeing like todoroki get the shine because he's like one of those characters where i feel like he should be more in line with um bakugo almost but he he doesn't really get to shine in the in the um show like that but in this one like because he's so powerful it was good to see him have a challenge push himself to the limit and win and the whole team do it like they had to distract him like they had they did like a whole plan to be him to be um chimera and i felt like that the chimera i think is how you pronounce it and that was like to me the the highlight uh even before you find fight nine and of course nine was just the ultimate badass i mean he, he has a beast i think he could have he had like one power for every fingernail or something like he had like he had so many different fucking powers and he could take a power and the only thing that limited him was just his body breaking down mm-hmm. from uh, using all the powers at once like he could literally make a shield pull lightning he could use wind like mm-hmm. literally any any attack he could he had like these dragons that kind of came out his back when you attacked him from the back like he was like a he was like the final boss and like the, at the end of the game where you're like god damn it's gonna take me 25 minutes to beat this fucker you know that's kind of mm-hmm. how he felt like like a constant gotta go gotta keep going keep going keep going keep going um and i really enjoyed that about him and uh one thing i did enjoy about the uh battles oh, excuse me when they fought this the fought also like when nine showed up they fought him one time basically to a standstill and then he had to go because his body gave out i believe mm-hmm. but when they fought him that uh second time he showed up in a suit <laughs> like he <laughs> he was like he was so unbothered like he had a like a three feet like a full like nice like going out to a formal event suit like he was he was got to get it, his sunday best on to steal that little boy's healing powers <laughs> and, and what was so funny about him when Midoriya first seen him Midoriya was like quick and fast and he just strolled through the woods mm-hmm. and just walking like he was just completely he was in the suit then he was yeah. completely just unbothered with the things that were happening around him yeah what were you gonna say before you you, you paused or you forgot I think I forgot oh I, I think this was it oh uh, one thing about the uh fighting the characters i mean fighting the villains that i love when i was talking about like like their powers i loved how you can tell the heroes push themselves to their limits like Mm -hmm. like they emphasize on every character was giving it their all like you can literally like most of them gave to the point where they literally had nothing else to give which actually shows a lot of them coming a long way because before they would have been out you know mm-hmm. particularly uh what's the girl that can touch stuff and make it float uh i forget her uh, name. but you know what i'm talking about i think it's like momo i think i thought that was the well i thought that was the frog. no that's that might be the little girl uh, momo yeah i thought it was like the frog i know one of them like a frog like has like frog like type things mm-hmm. yeah i know you're talking about is it mina uh but go ahead go ahead okay yeah go ahead. The, the, we know what you're talking about the one to make things float yeah i actually love her character because she played 
a bigger role than i've ever seen her play before like you say because they actually showed how each one of them have grown all of them hell even mina with the acid in yes. the cave like when they fought in the cave she used her acid to drop the stalactites on um mm-hmm. like they just did a good job of just involving everybody everyone got a chance to shine that's what i really liked about the fights um another thing for me that i thought was uh positive it, like with the run time it really fills up the whole time yeah like yeah. you never really feel like they wasting time or let no. me move on even the stuff with the little kids being all adorable and cute it comes up later in the film correct um like it has a, there's a theme to it um even the stuff with like the father and the you know the work study program and all that stuff it all makes sense and i also really love that they didn't have the uh teachers come and bail them out right like when the t- by the time the teachers got there the kids had it handled even mm-hmm. though you know they it took them to the brink and to the limits but they did handle it um and i thought that was real cool um uh anything else for positives yeah we kind of talked about it but i okay. just love the action just just the fighting just the action and the fighting style and kind of piggyback on what we said before just because they allow everybody to shine it made a big 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 difference oh and also on the low the villagers that villagers was the fucking cutest mm-hmm. because they were actually doing like small and minor stuff for the people and then the people basically came and gave them like a big ass feast just to show their appreciation and for me i was like oh like 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 and and that's a way to let them know that people actually appreciate what they were doing even though you know they might not have initially they wasn't out here trying to you know stop crime or anything like that they were just actually just helping the people live their normal lives but it's still appreciated yeah for me it was the comedy it was funny it was um like the stuff with bakugo talking to the children when he was mad had me <sighs> was legit. hilarious in tears yes that girl uh uh the the little girl was hilarious because she could her i guess her quote-unquote croak was like uh illusion so she could like put things up that wasn't real and so she like made this like fake creature and bakugo got mad because bakugo was ready to fight and she was like how could you tell bakugo was like it ain't got a shadow i was like oh yeah he was like i'm not like these other heroes and it was kind of cool too because like that like that was funny um and the interactions with midoriya was funny like the villagers are kind of funny too um and then uh they not introduced i think he's in the in the show but i I think i haven't really paid that much attention to his arc but um yuga the one that does uh he can shoot lasers out of his belly button Mm -hmm. um like it was cool watching like his ability because he's both a background character yeah Mm -hmm. like they let him shine they unveiled like some ultimate moves some new moves like um uh suyu the frog one Mm -hmm. froppy uh froppy has toxic mucus now as a power yeah yeah that's That's a new. new one um black fallen angel that's um that's the one that um tokiyami did mm-hmm, um, that's new um and there was one more oh and then midoriya had a new move where instead of doing his um delaware smash uh where he used the force of air to like smash somebody he did this other thing uh called air force so he could move the air around a little bit at a time and you fight in close quarters like mm-hmm. little stuff like that was watching it's like like i said it's like you're watching the heroes progress um you know like slowly and you know even you know how 
how midoriya fills out his uniform a little bit differently than he did in season one and stuff like that so it's been cool watching all of them have that and they really paid a lot of attention and if i'm not mistaken the creator of this said this is his last movie for my hero academia he's like the the rest of it's just gonna be you know the manga but he was like he doesn't have now maybe he's changed his mind but he was like yeah i don't have another idea for a movie so this is just this is it right and if they ended on this that's straight i'm fine they also had to do some anime shit at the end with the ending too so yeah Um, yeah yeah they did um i guess and i'm fine like i i am content with this um but like you said he could change his mind who knows he might come up as as he progresses on with another one if he does i'm here for it right uh anything else for good before we move on no i think we touched it all just the kids was just cute and adorable yeah i will say the one more thing i would add is the music was dope yes it really fit everything especially the last fight because they do this thing where the music turns kind of uh not not even ominous it's like angelic and and like there's a lot of pauses and light and it's freezes and silences and stuff and mm-hmm. especially when it goes silence while they're fighting and it was just perfect musical scoring um so all right let's talk about what we didn't like uh is there anything you didn't like Mm-mm. i have a couple things to add okay the villains because they don't come from the series were extremely one-dimensional <laughs> like now i can like see they, that yes. like I, I can see that yeah because like you said because they didn't come from the series yes like nine is so derivative of uh all for one that it's almost a joke like how much he like even his vision of this world a super it's almost like there's just gonna be a world where power is everything and it's like we don't really get to know his motivation that well and i think it's just because you know this isn't really a movie about him and at the end they dispose of him so we know he's not even coming back as like a cool like character in the uh you know this this is it for him it's a self-contained story correct and i forget the name of the main bad guy to disintegrate shit but uh he a beast yeah but but see even he didn't get used in this movie that much Mm -mm. like he just disintegrates him um the other thing i would say too is um i kind of am not necessarily a fan of the ending with the like all for one miracle where midoriya gets to keep the all for one i mean the one all the one for all quirk but he doesn't even remember supposedly giving it to bakugo at the end is what they said it was like like he said like and i don't even remember it or whatever and I, I thought it was bakugo who didn't remember okay well okay cool well bakugo doesn't remember i kind of didn't like that me either i wanted him to remember yeah yes. i kind of thought that would add something to the show yes deep, um, deep in their relationship and they were right right um but i it felt like that thing you do where it's like listen we know that if we make if we make this count quote unquote then we had to start addressing it in the show and it kind of changes the relationship and they may have already started season five or whatever and they like we don't want to put that in the show so but i wish they would have i I think it would have made it so cool right or if they decide to they they'll build up to it or something like that gonna or, act, i think or, if they decide give him his memory back when he remembers it well see i think if they decide to it's gonna be the opposite they just gonna act like it's the first time which is fine with me too because they know some people might not go see this movie right right i get right. it i get it but i don't like it like i get i'm not saying this is terrible or something but i kind of just wish it counted or that it would me come back too. up you know maybe it will come back up but it just sounds like 
they want to keep these two worlds kind of separate which is probably why he said he ain't doing no more of these because it's probably a lot of fucking work to make basically make a whole separate storyline from what the fuck he doing well not just that but you keep coming back you have to like come back to write something that's self-contained but still new to the fans right but then doesn't really necessarily lap over into the series it's got to be really hard right and it don't build or progress the world that you've already created yeah so um all right that was it let's score it zero to five five i had it all yeah i will say absolutely five out of five if i'm assuming if you listen to this you are a my hero academia fan correct so if you are my hero academia fan go see this immediately i don't mm-hmm. know how long movies like this even stay in the theater they typically don't not long yeah so if you get a chance and it's in your town because i think it wasn't even showing at every theater in our city it was Mm-mm. showing at like one theater maybe so with limited want, time and yeah so this might have to be like the art house theater thing this mm-hmm. i don't know but go see I, this shit if you are a my hero academia fan yeah because i don't even remember this on fandango you know normally yeah. you see it promoting on we fandango. Didn't even, yeah we didn't even see like ad, i haven't seen an ad, ad for, for it or nothing me either so yeah go go see it um uh oh, do you think that's because it was in english with an english no no i think they had dope that's what i said oh, okay. i picked the wrong time oh we could have went and saw the subtitle one but it started 10 minutes before this film okay so i just didn't know that when you go on fandango it doesn't tell you the difference okay but clearly but when i saw like why is this in four like two theater or four theaters shown at different times this is weird like this i know this movie not this popular oh one's dub one's sub and that makes a difference because i remember at the beginning i just said you know what that says i said no not not realizing that the reason why why is because it wasn't uh subbed yeah and then also we was um we was in a theater uh that was almost empty because of that because i was like you know how's this theater fucking empty mm-hmm. i know it's more popular than this and yeah i bet you the other version probably couldn't find a seat <laughs> right so um all right let's get into our comments on the last couple episodes we had one new comment i believe on birds of prey from anzi davis who says hi rod and karen i'm so glad i saw this movie i love the actor that plays harley quinn she is a treasure she portrayed holly quinn in the way i have always seen her in my mind nerd moment did quinn ever fight against the joker with poison ivy as a partner in the comics or am i just wishful thinking oh yeah is it and it's in several of the um animated animes, movies yeah, too i've seen it in animes animated they're not animes they're just animated, animated movies yeah <laughs> um movie review recommendation the gentleman matthew mcconaughey's movie that came out late january he's playing a bad guy trying to come legal in england i call it rooting for the hill turn movie if you ever watch wrestling good guy turns bad quote unquote it's even better than as the bad examples the rock stone cold steve austin sasha banks i'm not a wrestler person but uh i i want i only want to check out the gentleman because it's by the same dude that made like lock stock and two smoking barrels and mm. uh rock and roller which is some of my favorite movies i forget why can't i remember this now off the top of my head but um he uh i think he also made snatch uh fuck um guy richie that's his name okay. didn't have to look it up knew that shit <laughs> boom deep pull but yeah guy richie's one of my favorite directors the only thing he's done i really haven't fucked with 
is that uh that last aladdin i wasn't a big fan of um of his like i didn't see how his directing made no sense to me for him to have to direct that movie because he does heist films and all this cute shit and he never really got to do a full go full guy richie with that disney property because they ain't about to let him do no no crazy shit like that (laughs) uh anyway uh but yeah I'll, i'll check it out i'll check it out uh the photo and i don't know when though I, i'm i'll get to it at some point maybe when it's on blu-ray if it's not if it's not in theaters anymore uh spoiler movie review 291 the photograph we got four comments yay y'all have something to say classic r&b lover says hello rod and karen i loved the photograph it was actually more than i hoped for i was expecting a romance and got a lesson on breaking cycles and an excellent examination of why so many people find themselves unhappy i love walking out of the photograph uplifted and not feeling shat upon yes lena waith i'm talking about queen of slim the photograph has joined the ranks of my favorite romantic films i will definitely be purchasing for annual rewatching and i have purchased that phenomenal soundtrack based on this i give the film a five strangely i heard people in my theater complaining that they didn't like the ending and i thought oh you didn't get the film at all it was about the journey and not repeating mistakes of the past both yours and those you observe it wasn't about the film telling you may and michael got married and have lived happily ever after right right i agreed and i really think some of the people on twitter that are complaining this is the kind of shit that i thought they would be able to understand but i think sometimes they can't grasp shit because they can't understand they think they want this shit they haven't seen it and then when they get it they can't recognize it so they don't like it but if they would have gave them the happily ever after ending they would have been writing think pieces about how that was terrible too and we tired of a black woman is only validated but when she has a man and all this shit Mm -hmm sadly the very people was designed to give a lesson to the eternally embittered on twitter didn't get it either as they were complaining i realized oh these are the ashley's male and female uh who scheme on someone else's significant other get them usually by default then secretly resent the fact deep down their mate loves the other person more you are the isaacs uh male or female who settle and then resent the person they are with for being uh for not being who they really want to be with rather than actually not rather than acknowledge and reflect the basic truth you want to tear down the film yeah man i I really it's you know it's my eternal battle of like hoping these niggas like enjoy something but you know it's just that thing man i think the default for most people our age is to not enjoy a lot of things so yep i've come to conclusion not everybody i think a lot of people enjoy not liking shit like like yeah. like they find their jo- i find my joy in loving things people find their joy in not liking things and once i come to that conclusion I'm like, oh okay we just can't kick it in because ah uh, that's not my vibe anzi davis says hi rod and karen i love this movie it was so cool to see true a true portrayal of a love story awkward and feeling each other but out, feeling each other out stumbles my favorite part of the movie is when michael bumps into maze at isaac's house he was like why didn't you tell me and she was like i did but you didn't return my call and he was like i didn't know what to say and she was like mm-hmm. uh, hey mate this is michael returning your call he was like yeah i could have done that <laughs> oh my god i crack up every time because i've been on both sides of that conversation shaking my head too much in my own head yeah you know the other thing i think people don't realize in this film is the time period this was only about two months of these people's lives like people wanted like a wedding Mm -hmm. or like a fucking like magical like they just met y'all yeah like like they people was like why didn't he quit his job and shit i'm like literally they they literally just met 
like that like you talk about not, you would not expect somebody just to quit that well, if you do you're crazy you it, would, right then it turns somebody. into like a stalker film right like nobody's was, gonna quit their job i've applied for i'm not you but he was true i'm i apply for a job and if i might take it so you know what we gonna do with that and the whole thing was about not giving up on something that could make you happy because it gets a little inconvenient and so you just assume the worst and i mean maybe it's not the most profound fucking lesson but it's a common thing people do yeah and for some people uh a lot of people like oh you you you're more than then what's convenient for me to travel fuck it we won't be together a lot of right. a lot of people feel like that but you do have some people that was like oh i'm willing to work on this i am willing to to go the distance in the mile and just see what this morphs into vinyl collector says hi rod and karen i love the photograph in your spoiled movie review it's interesting that you mentioned barry jenkins movies and how often we're conditioned to brace ourselves for trauma in black movies i found myself bracing for it in the photograph and even in the scene where we first see christina and her mom and her mom's boyfriend walks in my heart sank because i thought was gonna be some sort of abusive or precious kind of moment but thank god it didn't this movie was a breath of fresh air in that respect and surprisingly i was more affected by the parent-child relationships and storyline in the movie than i did either of the romances oh me too me uh, and that's how funny uh, agreed agreed like that mother-daughter relationship that's the real relationship and the thing about a mother-daughter relationship sometimes men and sons and fathers and daughters those relationships are not the same the mother-daughter relationship is a special unique type of relationship and sometimes boys and men they don't understand why the mom why mamas and daughters constantly fall out and at each other's throats like it's just a different type of relationship the other thing i like though was the absence it was how they portrayed the relationship it was the absence of moments because what people i don't think people realize they took may's mom didn't die when she was a kid Mm -mm. so they actually took out all interactions between her over the age of like three on that one trip and or seven she was probably like six or seven but over the age of that they don't show her as a teenager they don't show her as an adult Mm-mm. they just let you know that's how distant she felt from her mother and that creates that mental divide in our minds of she knew her mom as a child she never really knew her mom as an adult no she like, didn't you know and especially after that day that her mom basically decided not to tell her who her father was and seemed like it kind of broke her mom's heart too she it just seems to me like they that was a directorial choice the other choice that they made that i think people don't realize they chose to not give us lakeith stanfield's like uh michael's character they don't give us his origin story Mm -mm. and um they hint hint around at him having some typical like you know commitment issues or maybe being very uh emotional and like uh he he father you know trying to jump from one thing to the other and being flighty but they don't actually give us like a and his father did this so his mother was like that because the story about him right and i think people missed it all these people want these stories about black women for black women by black women this was literally a black woman story just happened to have a dude in it come on just happened to and somehow people just dropped the ball or they just it was boring um and yeah, i don't know what the, like i said and, and 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 the thing about it not to be funny if you want to call boring a lot of barry jenkins movies are very boring you know uh as far as far as like slowly moving and stuff like that not that this didn't move slow at certain points but it's like they actually move quicker than uh a lot of other movies would have well trauma's not boring correct trauma's not boring for a lot of people it's like okay seeing you know uh a person you know uh 
get arrested or the cops you know do something to somebody they go to prison okay well i'm paying attention something's happening it's it's almost like if there's not trauma nothing's happening on my screen but that's not true well even in a romance right how many rom-coms or black romances always have to feature some element of like you know abuse poverty you know they get in the argument lacking home he completely disrespects her on all levels and and uh you know we have to deal with that type of shit cheating and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and this didn't have that Mm -hmm. for a lot of people you know that that's boring to them um let's see uh uh, uh, okay maybe it's because i'm a single mother of a toddler and uh i'm realizing more for the first time how hard parenting is and how we all just humans trying to do our best to raise and provide for our children mm-hmm. we're not perfect but we're trying anyway i thought the acting was superb and i can see this one becoming a classic yeah you know the other thing too i have to throw out there man that i noticed and i'm not 100 sure because i haven't this is one of those things where i've observed it but i would never interact with these people this seems to be like a little bit of a contingent of people online that don't like Issa Rae correct yeah they don't like, like her like yeah, black out people. of jealousy or, or envy yeah, i don't it know is, what yeah. it is it is a with insecure and all that stuff yeah like anytime she does something you always have a and they're not a loud group but they're like oh we can't wait for her to fuck up so we can just come out the woodworks yeah and she doesn't fuck up she doesn't comment on shit that ain't her business she right. doesn't say controversial things but there's just this little i can't put my finger on it but mm-hmm. there's this like little bit of like we don't ever want to give her her full props type Mm-mm. of shit Mm-mm. and we move the bar on her on her content in a way that we would never move on certain people so i, right. I just don't i don't know it's like because i kept seeing things like well they didn't have any chemistry okay well that's subjective and i disagree i thought lakeith and Issa did have chemistry the way he looked at her oh yeah. my so okay so right there you're, you're kind of showing your cards cool and then the other thing they keep saying is well i thought the story of the past that was the real story that was the one that actually you know was good and i'm like oh okay this kind of feels like in order in, like because it's kind of telling two stories you want to shit on Issa Rae's story and then up you know uplift the other story and i just thought both stories were well done both were. were well acted both were well told um and maybe you know no shade but maybe people also did that because that story in the past was the actual traumatic one that was fucked up that's that trauma and, and that's the one they recognize themselves in yeah, they don't. is you know the single mother the uh the you know the choices of um you know wanting more to be with this man and settle mm-hmm. and like, happiness for some and, people that's the story that they probably yeah. would have preferred they like the other shit it was like oh falling in love like fuck that because you know not that not that they're how can i say this in a nice way there are some people not gonna say they're anti-love but some people go love fuck that yeah well it's the loneliness and the heartache of it may be recognizable but also the other thing it, the about that story in the past that i think you know they the, the quote-unquote boring stuff would have happened later and they just don't tell you that story they never show you isa and her mother's story from like the time where isa would have been about say seven to to 20 or so they don't show you that but that's when she meets uh not meets but that's when she gets married Mm -hmm. that's when she settles down that's when she you know works harder and all this stuff so maybe her mom found some happiness but they don't show us that part so i I I think that's why people go that part's not boring yeah because you like the drama and the trauma 
and you know and this time you got that kind of halfway of the story but then the other half of the story was about breaking those those dramas and traumas and the consequences of them and that was boring that was the work you didn't like that chris Ree, uh or is it chris shree says uh can i just say how beautiful Issa and lakeith and the actress that played her mom and the actor daniel that played her dad and the actress that played her mom's bestie hell almost every black person in this movie looked good it was soft and romantic relaxing and just love this is added to one of my fave movies yeah everybody in the shit was stunning mm-hmm. and, you know? and i guess I, I i had a ball and you know and my thing is i think when it comes to black creatives people ought to be able to enjoy your barry jenkins enjoy mm-hmm. this enjoy your uh keep your your peel movies like you should be able to enjoy all of these genre movies but i think that uh people claim that they want equality in these areas but they don't want equality their equality is what i think it should be not actually true equality which is the uh, ability to make whatever you want to make yeah my favorite was the actress who played uh the best friend of Issa that worked uh that worked with her at the museum she was hilarious she was funny and thick she was beautiful uh <laughs> but nah that was a great great movie man uh, um that young boy yeah right that was she blew him up at first um but yeah that's it guys thank you so much for listening we appreciate y'all we'll be back with another review soon um and until next time peace Mm-mm. oh until next time go beyond Plus Ultra!